Good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to the light of lensha progressive astrology vedic talks esoterics and thinking about progressive ideas that can construct um a better civilization a true civilization as i would call it so today we are going to be speaking about uranus the third of the outer planets which come after saturn the last karmic planet of the personal charts karma is ends at saturn and on a personal level on a collective level these last three outer planets play a lot of part in in the collective energies if you want to study the planetary energies as well as if you want to study uh where the person is driving towards or what that person's higher drive or calling is towards when you speak of calling a lot of people talk about calling this is my calling in life well neptune uranus and pluto <coughs> will give you those aspects very strongly so what to recap what was uranus the higher mind you can even call it the higher mind or higher intellect as well but uranus is a combination the lower aspect of uranus as we spoke of was mercury and rahu this is the closest i can find in charts it's like a meld of these two on a lower level mercury if you remember was intellect the intellect playing as the mind the mind in vedic texts now i'm using vedic um, translations here as well the mind is both the emotions and the intellect but they study it in astrology as two separate aspects the emotional aspect is venus of the mind everything is in the mind and the intellectual aspect is mercury it's just the aspect and the emotional aspect is also becomes the moon the last full aspect becomes the moon moon is that obsession which we want drives us to go out and get stuff in our life materialistic moon is very materialistic <coughs> at the tamasic level at the sattvic level it becomes the mother okay so back to uranus mercury and rahu combined why is rahu here or the north node of the moon well rahu is also called as bhoga karaka or the one who wants materialistic drive the obsession energy we have to go towards some one thing or one aspect of life and move towards it be it wealth be it family be it career jobs well um businesses um learning about knowledge learning about spirituality even you can have even an obsession about spirituality if you look at it one way <coughs> sorry my throat deep today so uranus also stands for instigation Uranus instigates. It's a social change, and it fights for social change and causes. That's the intellectual part of Mercury, of Uranus, the Mercury, the lower aspect. But Uranus will fight for community. It'll fight for social injustice. It'll fight for social cause. And how does it do that? Through ingenuity and innovation. That's where even Rahu comes in at the lower level. Rahu is all about ingenuity and innovation. People with strong Rahu end up becoming engineers, scientists. They want change through ingenuity and innovation. The new technology. <coughs> 
what we have in the world wide web with 50,000 apps now which is not absent in the world about two decades ago right so it uranus wants to create change through rebellion and reformation so wherever uranus appears in a chart it will create rebellion and reformation against that if uranus is in the first house like i have seen in one chart it will create a very very egoistic person but they want that ego to be driven towards innovation a strong aspect of social change they want to be the instrument of social causes this is why uranus even co-rules the 11th house 11th house in astrology is all about community social media social change the community your local community the worldwide community relating to particular causes all this is the energy of uranus <coughs> Uranus causes individuation wherever it put stands in your chart you want to have a display or bring about individualism of yours in that area wherever it stands for like i said if it stands in the first house you want to be a highly individualistic person you want to stand apart from the crowd right if it comes in 10th house and if it comes in 10th house you you are better off being an entrepreneur because uranus wants individuation in your career 10th house is for career it won't have a boss it won't have you listening to a boss or obeying some authority figure it will rebel uranus is a rebel you can even see uranus is a higher aspect of saturn because even saturn is a rebel <coughs> it's a humanitarian 11th house remember uranus is a co-ruler of the 11th house it's a humanitarian it will work for the betterment of humanity this is the higher aspect right uranus is a higher aspect it doesn't work for the personal level it always wants to work for the collective when we go from self to others it becomes a broad energy field we break the boundaries of our personal ego personal karma and move towards something which is bigger than us something that is higher than us uranus is a maverick it's unconventional if it if people are going north it wants to go southwest it will do things in a very different direction and it has got the energy and the capacity to do so many new age astrologers even call it the energy of the galactics the people who channel the galactics the pleiadian arcturian etc they must have a very strong uranus presence in the 8th or the 12th house that's what makes you channel all these higher beings from other places uranus is adventurous it is sociable and it is outgoing so outgoing in the sense uranus how will you create change right you will create change only if a person is outgoing community energy if you think about it is all about going outward uranus has an orbit where it finishes one house in approximately 7 years so to go around the entire 12 houses in the zodiac chart it would take about 84 years for uranus to do that trip and spending 7 years approximately in every house now how does this uranus energy which we spoke of act in a astrological chart well <clears throat> i have found practically to use uranus as in the vedic system of charts 
to think of it as first the energy of the ascendant. You have to first look at the ascendant. What is ascendant? That's where Uranus will have most prominent impact. For example, for Neptune transits, you have to look at Libra ascendant and uh, Taurus ascendant. Both are ruled by Venus. So higher aspect of Venus becomes very predominant there wherever it is placed in the chart. For um, the Mercury ruled ascendants like um, Gemini and Virgo, Uranus plays a very prominent role in their charts. And Aries and Scorpio, it will be Mars. So it'll, Pluto will play a predominant aspect. But getting back to this one, first of all, you have to use the ascendant because the ascendant or the lower mind is where we start. That's our starting point. We'll start from the ascendant because ascendant is the one that looks towards all the 12 houses. The head is where the person brings to the rest of the world. It is their unique signature, their personality. Then you have to look at where physically the Mercury is placed and where Rahu is placed. So if you look at Mercury and Rahu and where they are placed, you will know where the energy personally is going for this individual. So once you know the personal energy, and the Uranus energy wherever that is placed, you know where the drive is going towards or where the potential lies. Remember, outer planets are a potential only. Everything is dependent upon the free will of the human. Not everybody who has a good planetary arrangement achieves anything in life simply because they don't have the will or the desire. That is overrides everything. Just remember that. So, when we speak of Uranus transits, is very significant in every person's chart. It takes seven years to move through. From the time you are born, and let's say you do live up till 84 years old, you will make one full Uranus cycle. It will come back to your native spot. <coughs> so, Uranus, when it makes a transit, you got to look out for two things. You have to look at the house first, which house it is transiting and what it represents, the house, what it represents for you personally. For example, is it a friend house? Is it an enemy house? All these will matter. That's the first. The next one would be the sign it is transiting through. For example, Uranus moves through an earth sign. It will be very, it will appear very head-on clash because Uranus wants to make change and earth signs wants to keep it fixed. So it's like a clash, complete opposite ideas. <coughs> Uranus works very well with the air signs, all the three air signs, uh, Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. It works very well with them because it's a higher mind. When it transits through this air signs, it will feel like a sense of expansion. It will be inspired ideas in those fields. You'll see it even happening in the world. Right now, Uranus is transiting through Aries as I make this podcast. So it's an all very fiery sign. Uranus doesn't do very well in fiery signs because it's confused. Fire is just about will. And Uranus is not so much about willpower, but about individuation for the external. Aries is more individualistic. Uranus is not interested in very individualist, uh, in very personal terms. Although it is individualistic, it wants to go bring that to the collective. It's outward energy. 
So you have to consider these parts when you are speaking about Uranus as the outer planet. The house first, the sign next in Uranus transits and where it is in opposition or in conjunction to your native Saturn and Jupiter. This is where it will play a more predominant role. If it is conjuncting or if it is passing through the houses or signs in your chart where Saturn and Jupiter are present, then it will have a more dominant impact. It is going to change your belief systems. Uranus, when it transits, it brings a higher mind, right? So it will bring about, it will recalibrate your beliefs, your ideas, your ideas about right and wrong, your ideas about this, this and that. We all have dozens and dozens of ideas about different areas of our life, belief systems. This is what I believe to be right. This is what I believe to be wrong. Well, that's just a belief. It has. It needs a higher energy from time to time. And Uranus comes across each house in your chart to do just that. If it passes through your seventh house, it will recalibrate all your ideas and beliefs about relationships. What it means to have a spouse. What do I need the spouse for? Or how am I being with the spouse? All of these things Uranus will recalibrate as it passes through. It's another thing and much more deeper dive if you want to take you have to examine all these three outer planets with regard to the nakshatras the constellations and which constellation you were born in and that will become a whole another topic we won't get into that I do that only on a personal level because it becomes too complex to be podcasting about it too complex it's very individualistic so ladies and gentlemen this is my take on the Uranus factor in your life and how it plays out in your personal chart and how it will play out in the collective and Uranus transits have to be measured with respect to Neptune and Pluto as well. Just remember these three as we conclude the outer planet basic series that all these three planets, Neptune, Uranus and Pluto have to be measured with respect to which signs they are going through because they not do not usually go through the same sign or the same house. So what is happening in a personal chart at Pluto level, at Neptune level and Uranus level? Then you got to make your predictions. Then you got to start seeing, oh, this might happen in your life. Be careful of this or take care of this and that. All right, take care and I'll see you again with yet another podcast tomorrow. If you like my channel, do consider donating in the rss.com podcast main website because this podcast seems to be going all over the place in Apple, in Spotify, etc, etc. Um, and follow me on my Facebook page. Links are in the description box and my YouTube channel. Thank you. Have a great day and be safe.